Stop the press! It's on! After two sellout events, the Wellness Summit returns to Melbourne in 2015 for two days of powerhouse wellness with your favourite wellness couch host and Australia's wellness elite. Join us at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre on Saturday, August 15 and 16 for an inspirational, educational, fun, exciting, sensational cocktail of wellness that promises to help you take your life to the next level. Tickets are going like hotcakes and why wouldn't they be? Two days of powerhouse wellness featuring the up for a chat girl the new couch rock star Kale Brock, the natural nutritionist Steph Lowe, special guest Nat Kringudis, Quirky Joe Witten, Marcus Pierce, the wellness guys, and more. A limited number of two for one tickets are now available to the public, but you must hurry before they sell out. To find out more, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Kristoff. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness to our lives. And today we got a special episode because we actually have probably the person who's been on more podcasts other than us on the Wellness Guys that's uh, now is finally officially as one of the hosts of a brand new show on the Wellness Couch. I'll just pass it on to Brett Hill to introduce our special guest today. Oh, I mean, my pleasure, Lawrence. Uh, this is one of my absolute favorites on the Wellness Couch, and I know it's one of uh, everyone's favorites on the Wellness Couch. He has now been on that paleo show twice. He's now been on the Wellness Guys twice, so he's a bit of a podcasting tart, but that's okay. We still love him anyway. <laughs> he's, um, he's, a, he's a bit of a guru when it comes to fitness stuff. He's the founder and owner of Functional Fitness Australia, and he's now the co-host of one of our brand new podcasts. Now, it's not just Diamond Dave Nixon on the show today, but he's also joined by Lauren Hayes, who is the founder and owner of the Moxie Group. And she is an amazing life coach as well. And so they've now started one of the new shows on the Wellness Couch, which is called Mind Over Movement. They've now got over five, probably by the time this goes to air, even more than five episodes. And they're awesome. So we really encourage you guys to go check them out. But before you do that, have a listen and get to know these people. So first of all, Dave, welcome back to the couch, mate. Guys, thanks for having me again and putting that with me yet again. So I think that's going to account for like two hours worth of content of just me. It's fantastic. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Damien, uh, and of course. <laughs> Dave, why don't you do the honours here and tell us about your new co-host, Lauren, because you're the best person to tell us all about her and, uh, and why you decided that she was the person to come on board with you on this new show and tell us a little bit about the new show as well. So I'm a big believer of, you know, um, in regards to business or joint ventures or people working together, it should be a very natural sort of selection. It's never forced. And Laura and I met at a speaking gig last year called the Wellness to Holmes event, which was run really well in Canberra. And uh, so we got talking afterwards about how we could sort of work together. And then at some point, maybe later last year, she said, oh, we should do a podcast. And I was like, well, funny you say that. I know these guys have put up with me a few times. We should get back in touch with them. And um, so amongst a couple of other things that we've done here and there, we uh, we decided to hit that up and we hit, spoke to Marcus Pierce and reached out to a few other people to see who would like to help join us with that. So Lauren herself, is, um, as you know, from Moxie, and that's a female life coaching group, which I'm sure she'll be able to explain even in more depth shortly yet. Um, it was a bit of a no-brainer working with someone like that. So it's um, it's all sort of naturally come together. Six months ago, you sort of couldn't imagine being in this position, yet you wouldn't change it for the world. 
That sounds great. It sounds like a match made in heaven, guys. Um, what, what are you guys going to be covering uh, throughout this particular podcast? What, what are you going to be doing? Well, we, we both have two elements, I suppose. I, I bring a, um, definitely an exercise, a, a background to, to the podcast, yet the podcast is called Mind Over Movement. So it's not just about giving hints and tips on what best exercises to do. It's more so about actually the, you know, is where Lauren really steps in and the science of the psychology about getting that mind to actually get that body moving and in the best possible way. So our goal is just to increase the health, uh, the nation's health IQ. Lauren, you know, love to hear sort of what you have to bring to the show there, because obviously you are known as the mindset coach, uh, the velvet sledgehammer. You could be like, <laughs> you could be like uh, the the female version of Lawrence on another podcast. Lawrence might have his work. I don't have, I don't, I don't have a cool nickname like Velvet Sledgehammer here. So. <laughs> we, we well, can I can't even take um, <laughs> full credit for that one. Yeah. One of my clients said that about me because I have a tendency to, I, obviously as a coach, you love your clients a lot, but you often have to give some really tough feedback. And, um, so she was like, man, whenever I talk to you, I feel like I'm being hugged and smacked at the same time. It's kind of a sledgehammer covered in velvet. And I was like, oh, I'm totally going to claim that one. Um, and it's seemed fitting since then. So I love working on this podcast with Dave. Dave makes me laugh a lot. Sometimes I feel like I spend the entire 30 minutes in fits of giggles while trying to explain something important um, through my laughter. So it's been a real journey to work with him. Um, because not only does he know a lot about training and the physical body, but he has also spent over 10 years working with people um, and seeing their emotional and mental journeys through um, health and fitness as well. So he has so much to bring to it, and it's a real pleasure to bounce the ideas off him um, throughout the course of the podcast every week. And uh, and so, Dave, it sounds like from what from what I've heard that you've got another co-host on your show who also is a bit like Lawrence in that she just kind of rocks up every now and then, you know, spends a bit of time oh, traveling easy. the world and <laughs> sometimes comes on so Just, just look at so, our last seven episodes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> who, who joins you? Who else joins you on the show, Dave? It's Lawrence Them. No. Um, Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lindy Olsen, uh, she's the editor-in-chief of Fit Media, which is Oxygen Magazine, Men's Muscle and Health, um, The Box Magazine, uh, Clean Eating, I believe, is another one, and she's a five-time world champion um, in, in figure sculpting, I think, body sculpting, and she, uh, she herself is amazing. Uh, she's a, a mum now to a, a gorgeous little daughter that we saw again on Friday. We were up in, I'm up in Queensland. Um, Lauren was up here the other day as well doing a HIPAA podcast with her. So unlike you, Lawrence, we actually have to go see her to do the podcasting. But we get, hang out, yeah, we get to hang out at the, uh, <laughs> we get to hang out at the, at the Oxygen Studios, which is uh, a bit of fun. So um, Lindy's amazing. So we just filmed, uh, filmed. We actually did do a bit of filming, but no, we um, recorded, I think, uh, five or six podcasts, which were, I just got to sit back and listen to these two gorgeous girls talk. It was amazing. So um, I had lots of fun, but yeah, Lindy's great. Diamond Dave, it sounds like you're in absolute element at the moment. Uh, it sounds great. Well done. Um, I'm really excited to hear about this because um, so often we hear that uh, you've got this exercise component and then there's the nutrition component. And through 100 Not Out, Marcus and I have been finding that nutrition is not that important, that movement's really important. But you guys are now saying mind over movement, which I'm kind of liking as well because you've obviously got to have a lot of mindset strength to be doing what all of you guys have been doing particularly with what lauren 
um, you know, has, has been doing in, in changing lives around the world, um, and, and so on and so forth. So how, if the particular focus is on mindset over movement, are you going to blend? How, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm fascinated to find out how it's all going to blend together and what's, what we're going to learn from it. I believe, um, I think Lauren's on this as well, is the fact that your outer is an expression of your inner. So it's about making sure that we're not just getting tips on how to get started, but making sure that we have the foundation to keep going. So it's really shifting that mindset around from, hey, these are my fitness goals to this is what my normal is. And uh, I think that's about giving the best information that we can and still trying to interview the best people we can on um, in all variations of functional movement from anywhere from martial arts to kettlebell sport to powerlifting to maybe CrossFit, whatever it might be, um, to make sure that we're giving them the best information to get moving and how to move, yet making sure we're also laying the foundations of ensuring that that's going to be not just a long-term result but their life there on in. So you guys have just started, obviously, with you know with a few podcasts already, a few episodes. I mean, so what have you found out? What is the, the biggest highlights for you guys, Lauren? For me, it's just the incredible way that every single person has spoken about their journey in health and fitness. So we've interviewed some really incredible people. We've had Dave Tobain on the show already. He's a world record holder in kettlebell lifting, and he won the Arnold's in America and Australia in one week. He did, he's got eight Australian records and six US records, and he's talking about the mental journey of being desperate for success, not just wanting success. And when we were talking to Lindy, she was speaking a lot about how the mental game sits way ahead of the physical game. And for her, it was about learning to forgive herself as much as it was expecting herself to live at a higher level. And it seems to be that way with everyone we're speaking to and even when Dave and I discuss things, that it is so easy to be average and to expect from ourselves a higher level of happiness, health and fitness, we have to first of all train our brain to expect that from every moment of every day. And that for me has just been inspiring for me even in my life being part of this podcast. I've watched myself grow which is just awesome and I really hope the listeners will get that out of it because average is easy. Exceptional takes practice. So, Lauren, obviously as a life coach, you spend a lot of time working with people on their mindset and so what are the common uh, you know, things that you find that are holding people back? What do, you, what do you commonly see that people need to work through and overcome in order to be exceptional rather than average? The biggest thing that holds people back in almost every area of life is feeling that they aren't good enough. And the second one is the fear of being a fraud or found out to be a fraud. This is particularly obvious in women, but I've been told it's also very prominent in men. Is that what you guys have heard? Uh, I would say for, for me, it's definitely an, an aspect of that. Um, some of the guys that I would speak to um, throughout the industry would, would definitely have that feeling. I suppose that's probably one of the reasons why a lot of people hold back um, giving out information or not feeling that they're good enough. I, you know, I see guys from time to time doing that who have traveled and competed in Russia, for example, or, um, you know, worked with the best of the best in the States, yet you speak to them and they, they sort of sit back and I'm like, these people need to know your brain, but they just don't feel good enough. So I think it's more of a, a personality issue as opposed to a gender issue. And then yeah. another thing I notice is that people have an approach or their their code in their brain around exercise and health and fitness in that it's hard and it's hard work that they're naturally lazy and tend towards rather not doing it. And once you can get over that hurdle, 
So get over the fear of not being good enough. Get over the fear of being a fraud and build the right routine that's going to get you the results. The results come thick and fast, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, totally. I can I can imagine that would be the case too. The whole fraud thing is very interesting because obviously at this time, as we're recording this, there's been a whole lot of fraudulent activity in the wellness industry, hasn't there? And so mm. there could be some more people, maybe who haven't got their message quite clear yet and aren't really too sure, um, you know, what they're going to craft and how they're going to share it and uh, what their special thing is, what makes them unique. There could be a few people out there feeling maybe that they're a little bit, you know, fraudish. But what sort of advice would you give to those sorts of people, you know, to get them going, Lauren? Well, it depends in what area you feel you're a fraud. So one of the things that Lindy Olsen spoke to us about in our last podcast was she was saying she didn't feel worthy of competing or even worthy of being in the gym she was in um, and felt like a fraud in that space, like she didn't deserve to be part of that. And so for her it was really about recognising what she was trying to achieve in the long term, so connecting to her purpose and her why and then building on her confidence by retraining her brain around what she actually brought to her training and the people she was working with. And when she finally stepped into a natural genius is when she started getting even more results. When we're talking about people in the fitness industry, and this is another thing like Insta famous and people that can build credibility online without necessarily getting the results that they should be getting. Um, I always say you have to crawl before you walk. You have to walk before you run. So take your approach. Don't come into it as I want to be the expert straight away. I want to tell my message to absolutely everyone, work through it, have a foundation, get results, and then you can't be a fraud. But to me it's about you only ever have to know 5% more than the people you're teaching. So find your niche and work through them and build that. And you'll know as much as anyone that the way we build our patterns in our brain is through reference points. So if you create enough evidence in your environment to prove that you are good at what you do, you are worthy of training where you're training or teaching whoever you're teaching, then you'll continue to grow in confidence and get better results as a result. You know, Dave, you've, uh, you know, you've, you've been on the first part, one of the very first podcasts we were on, I think it was episode 18 on the wellness guys, um, back in like 2011, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, you know, you start at that time on uh, 2011, you started your, um, you know, your function, funk fitness, um, which is, you know, the, you know, you I guess you're, uh, I guess like a, almost like a baby and I really have seen it kind of grow over the last few, four years and stuff. And, uh, you actually have, you know, changed the format. You've, you've, you've gone through a lot of changes as well in the way you train people as well. How has that evolved? Have you noticed the change in the fitness industry in terms of what's working, um, now that, you know, that people are more leaning towards compared to four years ago? How's that affecting you? Yeah, we have changed a lot. Now that was four years. I think I've got a shirt now. I have number 18 on the back. Just <laughs> um I wear around all the time. Um <laughs> it's uh back do you, then do you really no, I oh. I have got a tattoo. Um so <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I um yeah, yeah. Not with the wellness guys though, I just got the your pictures. Just your um, friend's face. But not Lawrence's because I only I, I keep I have to like keep taking him off and putting him back on. But um <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Back to that. I, I, it started, yeah, four years ago, Funk Fitness Australia at the time, which was just me as a sole trader. And I, I started that in the corner of a mixed martial arts gym with myself and six clients. Um, 
uh, and it's, it really has grown a lot from there. And, uh, you know, fast forward two years, we outgrew that facility and we moved into a 360-metre square facility uh, in Canberra and then we opened up a second facility within a few, a few extra months and our, our model really has grown and adapted and I think there's a big difference in the industry now seeing a lot of community-based gyms come forward, which I, I believe is far better um, than Globo gyms. Globo gyms actually don't have well, let's put it this way. Community-based gyms are usually in the health industry, uh, whereas I believe a lot of global gyms are in the fitness industry. In the fitness industry, I have you know a couple of issues with I'm happy to call out on that, that I believe they could be doing a lot better, yet they don't care, to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's a numbers game. Uh, yet we've seen a lot more community-based gyms getting opening up around Australia and the, you know, America and everything else, and I think that gives people a sense of... Um, being part of a tribe, being part of a family. So that's what's been really shifting a lot of people's lives. I can sort of see through social media and the stories, and I think sharing stories is a big part of that so people feel comfortable in the facility they go to. Um, so, yeah, we, we've grown a lot from then, and I, it's sort of seeing those gyms come forward with an idea and they try and push themselves into the market, yet they don't last. Yet businesses that uh, are for the client that constantly get pulled and they adapt to what the clients are wanting and then, you know, you look forward four years for us, we're a completely different model and I know that we're looking at remodeling and rebranding again this year to attempt to do that all over again and, and provide the best coaching that we can for across the board. Um, you know, we, we don't just go and hire people. We, we look internally and we, we do a lot of person you know vigorous personality testing for people that are coming on board as a coach and I think... It's really important for people that are in the industry to understand the difference between training and coaching people. So, Lauren, what about the life coaching industry? You know, it seems to be something life coaching, wellness coaching that's absolutely, you know, sort of sprung up and grown and uh, multiplied to an enormous degree over the last few years. You know, where is the wellness coaching industry at? You know, what are the, I guess, the strengths and the weaknesses of it at this stage? Because it does seem to be quite a, uh, an unregulated industry at this stage as well. You know, what's happening within that space at the moment? Yeah, spot on there. It is really quite unregulated, especially in Australia. And one of the big risks that I see is that they are currently pumping out a lot of life coaches. Um, there's three or four really big life coaching education bodies and it's quite easy to get a qualification. Um, the risk there is that I believe a lot of people come out with the hope of doing coaching in their Ugg boots and track pants at home earning $120,000 a year and it's really not that simple. Uh, it not only takes the ability to be an amazing life coach but also a business brain in some respects. In saying that, for those who do succeed, I believe that it is absolutely the most empowering industry to be in because just like I truly believe you need a fitness coach, um, someone like Dave who not only understands the body but how you as an individual work as a body as well, he can get the most out of me or any of his other clients. If I want to learn to run, I'm going to hire a running coach. If I want to learn to play the piano, I'll hire a piano teacher. If you want to learn to take your life to the next level and build the foundations and blueprints in your mind to create that as a possibility and then a reality, the best way to do it is to find someone you gel with who can push you, who you can give permission to to push you to get those results for you. So a really good life coach, in my opinion, is someone who matches your value set not necessarily the one you have today, but the one you want to have when you are the most successful version of you. Um, 
as far as picking a life coach goes, research, do your homework, please know what results they get for their clients. Understand their kind of work that they offer, the way they coach. Um, With social media nowadays, you get a really good indication on who someone is as a life coach or any coach in particular through YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all the other channels. So yes, it is unregulated, but in some ways, just like life, I believe the people who are committed, passionate and get results will rise to the top and the rest will find their own space. Nice. Very philosophical there, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren, um, you said something. You said two things. I've been watching Shark Tank. And, um, has, oh, has yeah. Been watching Shark Tank? I've been watching it. Now, the re- I've been show. watching Shark Tank. I've just been watching Sharks. <laughs> you swim with the sharks. I don't have don't a TV, so I'm pretty useless in these conversations. Right. Well, Shark Tank is a reality <laughs> television show, which I quite enjoy. And, uh, and essentially, I look at these people going there to pitch their businesses. And they go mm. there and they say, I'd like to get $200,000 for a 10% share of my business and it's worth X, Y, Z. And they pitch to these five people and almost inadvertently, almost every single episode, every single opportunity gets shot down because the business isn't old enough or hasn't proven itself yet to be good enough. Now, you said before uh, in, the word Insta-famous. Um, which I, I really I've I've learned to love that word. I think it's very very cool because we've got heaps of Insta famous people <laughs> out there in the wellness industry, and I suppose also too Absolutely. in the in in your space too with the um, life coaching, which I suppose is also in the wellness industry. Um, but what if what if someone has has uh, got the necessary skills and has made it and looks fantastic, but has three friends on Facebook, has two photos on Insta Instagram. Um, hasn't put any videos out there, but has all the skills that could help a whole bunch of people. How are they going to get their message out there? Where do you start? It depends on their business model. <laughs> well, podcast, I have, show um, podcast show. Podcast yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> I'm thinking like that. I've, I know some people that um, ha, have become life coaches, and uh, they appear to be doing some really good things. Um, but they're not just going. They're not going gangbusters. But I know that they'd be amazing. Now they're not the thirty-year-old, you know you know, pretty sort of person that often gets on, on Insta famous or gets Insta famous. How's that sort of person going to get out there, get their message out there in the really, you know, quickly? How do they do that? Depends on the business model. First of all, I'm horrific at Instagram. Dave tells me all the time I have to get better at Instagram. I'm working on being Insta famous. Um, referrals <laughs> are your biggest work. You know that. Uh, I have coaches that I coach that are purely referral basis. But to me, if you're stepping it up and you want to take yourself to the next level, find the people that have got the results you want and then go do that. You don't meet a lot of people that are absolutely nailing it without being excellent at marketing. So if you're not good at marketing, then look at where your scarcity mindset is, look at where your gaps are and I would say invest in the right people to support you to get there. When I invested in a marketing team, um, it was money that I didn't think I had, but it paid off four, four, five hundred fold within the first month. So if you truly committed and you've got the message that you want to spread to the world, understand who you want to spread it to, how you want to get it out there, and then hire the people to fill the gaps. It's just, it's really quite simple. Um, if and especially if you're charismatic. Like never hide that. It once you allow yourself to step up and be amazing, you give other people permission to do so too. And Insta famous is a scary concept. We do an entire podcast on that. Lindy Olson talked, I think, for about 
38 minutes without breathing. Minute wow. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun editing. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Damien. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, quick, just a really quickie just to follow that one up um, just because um, I was just thinking, is there scope? Because chiropractors have done this, naturopaths have done this, and uh, personal trainers have done this. They've kind of all got together. Is there scope now for um, life coaches to be working together in groups, you know, like psychologists might in a, in a particular practice? Absolutely. Uh, I think ventures are one of the fastest ways to grow a business. Great. Nike does it. McDonald's has done it with um, – Oh, what what's the everyone. chain of the movies? The movies? Yeah. McDonald's JVs with everyone. So they can and all just can contact find... you then, Lauren? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Like Dave and I do this as a joint venture. I you right. know, love filtering through my inbox. Um <laughs> <laughs> be great. Be great. No, but definitely I think there is a huge scope and you see a lot more things coming out in that area now. Like there are women doing online webinars in groups there are summits there are there was a women on top event in sydney where there were four or five really big key speakers um there's an empower women uh summit going on in the u.s at the moment with 28 female coaches uh that are doing hour-long presentations so that is happening more so in the u.s and i would love to see it brought to australia i'm currently working with the Mercedes group to do that in australia with life coaches so um one in (laughs) <laughs> that sounds awesome. It sounds great. Um, you know, Dave, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna throw a question at you. Um, we had the discussion probably oh, it must be going back about a year, maybe two years ago, you know, on an email. And uh you had the thing you had this concept of the uh the zombie apocalypse. And uh I love for you to kind of touch upon that. Uh, I know it's your episode number two. Uh check that out on the wellness couch of the mind over movement, episode number two, training for the zombie apocalypse. Tell me about this concept, because uh, you know, I want to see where you're taking this. Yeah, I love that you brought that up actually. So the uh, the old zombie apocalypse sort of is a concept that, you know, I, I sort of looked at the world that we live in today and was able to go, how can I communicate what I see to other people? And it's about sort of interrupting the pattern. And I think the zombie apocalypse is something that's very topical and in fashion at the moment. So being able to step back and look at it and go, well, actually, I, I, I'd speak to people and they go, they needed something to train for. They always needed an event. We were always told to set smart goals, et cetera. And uh, I sort of stopped that for a second. I go, well, maybe we don't. Maybe we can, rather than trying to do something, just trying to be the kind of person that could taper for a set event, which is not very exciting for people because there's no bragging rights in just training to be you. So uh, in that case, I'd say to people, you need something to train for. You need to train for the zombie apocalypse, uh, which I would obviously get all sorts of laughs and weird looks and uh, cancelled memberships um, from... <laughs> From there, I'm like, no, no, I thoroughly believe we're in the zombie apocalypse. It's it's just far worse than what we were marketed as. It's, you know, there's no one walking around with their limbs falling off, eating our brains or anything like that. It, it's far more subtle and that's why it's dangerous. And, you know, it's you look at it and you go, have you ever been to a music festival or have you ever sort of in your office stood up and looked around understand that we're, we're just sitting in a, in a square looking at a square before we go sit in our square to drive home to our square. And it's kind of like there's, there's got to be more to this. And um, it really is the foods we eat, the drinks we drink, the drugs we take, pharmaceutical or not, and the way that we move or more importantly the way we don't move that actually eat our own brains. So it's I, I'm sort of urging people to, to go back to being more human. And it's sort of – it is training for the zombie apocalypse, but I, I actually you know call it the human movement. So it's going back and understanding, and you love this, Brady, but put your feet on the earth. 
you know, things like this, learn to play again, um, develop spatial awareness. And it's about being able to understand what food and movement is. Don't worry about gyms and diets. People were healthy before gyms and diets were around. It's about recognizing food and movement for what it is and, and developing from there. It's kind of like we keep on told we're in an obesity epidemic where I believe that's just one of the possible side effects of a misinformation and mass marketing epidemic that we live in. Nice, Dave. Nice. I love it. I'm I'm picturing, you know, Will Smith, I am legend, you know, getting my shotgun out and ready to go. It's awesome. Shot, shotgun of broccoli, my friend. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> Lauren, I thought a really cool way to go here would be to give you an opportunity to show us your skills as a life coach so everyone can sort of see what they're going to get when they tune into this show. So I thought I'd give you like a bit of a real-life example that you can work with here. So I just want you to imagine that like there was these three guys who had this podcast show and, you know, they were kind of a bit old hat now. They were a little are bit they ridiculously the good looking? Yeah. Nah. Well, two of them so. are. And so, <laughs> and so they're on this podcasting and, network. And the other one's got you know, And there's skin. now 14 other shows on this podcasting <laughs> network who are kind of taken over from them and, you know, doing, doing better. And they've got to sort of lift their game a bit. They've got to keep up with the competition here. You know, what would you suggest for these three guys to sort of to up their performance a little bit? Joint venture. <laughs> with me <laughs> well uh where can you access their talents to pull it into yours first of all if they are better than you then you need to like run on their coattails no seriously for anyone who's looking to up level anything the first thing to do in my opinion is understand why you're doing it and this is in health in fitness in finance in relationships um your purpose your why your reason and then align it to your values and build an product or an outcome or a routine that's going to get you the results you want so why do you do the why do these three ridiculously handsome men one with porcelain skin do their podcast and what do the people that listen to that podcast want and then how can you deliver that with even more innovation that'd be the questions that I ask and then realize that we do things for two reasons one's to move away from pain and one's to move towards pleasure this is a Tony Robbins gem and you know if the pain of being taken over by these two new podcasters isn't strong enough, you're unlikely to move and do anything amazing. So you either have to make that hurt enough or make the outcome of beating them so awesome that you're absolutely committed without failure because the biggest enemy to an amazing life is a good one. So how committed are you to amazing? I love that. I'm just imagining you guys as zombies so that I can run faster. <laughs> <laughs> guys, um, but we're not yeah. we're not zombies. We're just living an average life. Which no, I just have totally to. I just need to put you as zombies so I can do more stuff. <laughs> Wait, I'm still trying to figure out which one has the porcelain skin here. LT's got the porcelain skin. Porcelain is unbelievable. You should see it when you're up close. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jesus. All right, uh, guys, listen, um, you guys have an awesome podcast. Uh, thanks for coming on board. Uh, you guys, you know, for listeners, uh, make sure you check out Lauren, Dave, and uh, Lindy on the Mind Over Movement. They're on the Wellness Couch. You check it out on thewellnesscouch.com. And uh, guys, you know, really thanks for joining us on this particular, uh, this particular podcast. Um, but I'm really excited to hear, you know, how you guys are going to go and uh, also the you know the guests you're going to bring on board and just the topics you're going to bring to our listeners. So thank you so much. Thanks for having us. 
Absolute pleasure. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> Thanks. So guys, make sure you go on facebook.com um, slash the wellness couch or the wellness couch. Let us know what you think of the new podcast that, that's on the wellness couch. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes while you're there. Leave us a five-star rating and also leave a comment there too as well. Until next week, begin creating wellness to your lives. Lead by example and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Couch Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.